Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 618 of the milk bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be hearing from Jodie Kidd about getting confident before we get back behind the wheel. As a racing driver, she knows a thing or two about that. It could be many months since you last driven a car. So we'll have a word or two on that one. Corey Jones lets us know what it's going to be like being back out on the road when he heads across the country with Jungle Book on tour in a few weeks' time all outdoor events. We will be hearing from Ian Henry about the Communities Against Racism Enterprise event on the 4th of May. That's a Zoom fundraiser and brings some brilliant poetry to your screens. We'll be hearing from David Lazarus about his latest music and the gigs he's been doing around Perth, Western Australia. Sky Stewart joins us for a bit of a chat about the work of Black Country Fusion and also about the weekly mental health awareness walk that she goes on. And Paul Ryder from LGBT Spark will be letting us know about their talk this week and also how he's a coronavirus COVID-19 vaccination community champion. That's all on the way on the show this week. Someone who is very familiar to our area is Corey Jones. He may be at home over in Wales at the moment, but he will be heading out back across the UK with some fantastic gigs in the not-too-distant future. And he joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you? How I'm are you doing? all right. I'm all good here. I trust everything's going well with you. I know you've had a, a very busy time doing an awful lot of teaching over the last 12 months, and this is something you could dip in and out of around theatrical work anyway. But uh, you've got some fantastic stuff lined up for the not-too-distant future. Yeah, so super busy with the teaching. Um, my degree students are currently just started rehearsals for Legally Blonde and Musical, which is our big end-of-year production. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I finish that, I'm... Uh, diving off around the UK again, touring with Immersion Theatre, doing Jungle Book. So that should be, should be good fun. And uh, what, what part do you play in that? Uh, so I'm playing Shere Khan. I get to play the villain this time, which Ooh. is very exciting. So is this the reason for the facial hair at the moment? You're starting to build up to a sort of villainous I mean, look? yeah, trying something a bit new, you know. You, you, you know, when you were Peter Pan last time we saw you in the area, when you were over at Stafford Gatehouse, and uh, obviously the boy that never grew up certainly didn't have uh, you know, any shaving issues. <laughs> no, no, and that's the thing, you know, I've, I've wanted to play a villain for quite a while, but I've always looked... You know, that that young Peter Pan, Pinocchio, you know, those kind of roles I've been playing recently. So it's quite nice now that I'm growing up a little bit. You know, don't tell the kids, but Peter Pan did actually grow up. You, no, no doubt you'll be in the green lycra before the uh, next year is out at the very least. You'll be doing that again in Panto somewhere, I'm sure. But it must be really good fun doing something like Jungle Book, though, because it's an amazing story. It means so much to many millions of people. And the chance Mm. to bring that to life on stage must be good fun. Yeah, I'm very excited, actually. So it's the same company, Immersion Theatre, that I've I've worked with a couple of times. And the first time I played Peter Pan was on this kind of schedule, the outdoor Mm -hmm. tour, opening tour. So I've I've done the kind of job, but, yeah, the show itself. Um, Ironically, it was the very first show I auditioned for them for, fresh out of drama school, um, for Mowgli, uh, and got down to the final two, and then didn't get it, came back, obviously, the next next time round for Peter Pan, mm-hmm. so it's quite nice coming full circle, but in a little bit more grown-up way this yeah. time. And uh, this, this means the costume's a little warmer as well. 
Yes, yes, we had the promo shoot. Uh, I went for a promo shoot a few weeks ago, and it's um, yeah, it's going to be a little bit warmer than <laughs> Peter Pan's costume. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when it comes down to it, a gig like this, obviously great to be back out there, and the fact it was already going to be outdoors means that uh, it, it was already ready for the, the, the environment we find ourselves in at the moment. Uh, so uh, what sort of stuff can we expect in the show? Uh, do you get a few musical numbers? Of course, of course. Um, uh, I've, I've seen a version of the script. It's still not quite finalised, but I've seen a version of it. And I know I've got a fantastic villain duet with a very good friend of mine who is also um, who is also coming to join us uh, on the road, uh, Natalie Harmon. She's playing Car the Snake. So I know we've got a fabulous um, villains duet at some point in the show. And, and, and you get to enjoy the song, even though you have technically got to not like the uh, the characters there. And uh, I, I, I have to admit, I've, I've not seen the film, so I, d I don't know how it ends. I've not read the book, because clearly Jungle Book will have been a book at some point. Uh, was it Mr Kipling who was involved in all of that? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, the, the, no spoilers for me, but um, it must be a good role to play. Mm, mm, yeah, getting to... Um sort of really embody that hatred for humanity, which the tiger Shere Khan does, I can relate to. <laughs> and, and, and with the, with the lockdown hair as well, I mean, you've already got a, a, a full mane, which you could you could even be a lion with what you're wearing. Uh, but... Hey, this this is freshly trimmed, I'll have you know. OK, I'll believe you. Uh, thousands wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's a, it, how, do, how do you bring, you know, being a yeah, standard fella in his 20s from, uh, from Wales to uh, being uh, a, a tiger from halfway across the world? Yeah, well, like, like I said, it's that, you know, hatred for humanity that Shia Khan really sort of does have. And especially of a morning, I, I, can, I can, you know, really relate to that hatred for people. So you're channeling morning, morning Corey? Morning Corey, every time. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> so uh, what else have we got as well? Because you've got a solo gig coming up, which is going to be, again, you showing your talents uh, across the UK. Well, yes. So one of the first panto jobs I did was at Hartford Theatre. Um, fantastic job. Um, Rapunzel was mm -hmm. that that year. Um, made some really, really great friends. Now, Hartford Theatre is a lovely venue um, and they are undergoing um, a renovation. Mm -hmm. So even though they've been closed, as all theatres have because of the pandemic, um, this had already been booked in. So they, um, what the team have done, they, they're bringing back a load of Panto members, Panto cast members, um, to do a, a, a two... Uh, so on one day, on the 30th of May, Sunday the 30th of May, we've got two shows and it's called Celebrating Hartford Theatre. So it's a load of musical numbers, um, just joyously celebrating theatre before they before they um, close the big old renovation. And you do like a musical number, don't you? Oh, just just the odd one or two. Yeah, it's, 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 you get to show off and you enjoy showing off. Me? Showing off? Mm. No. <laughs> so uh, that's all said is there any plans for panto yet this year or is that still uh, hanging in the balance a little bit <clears throat> i mean excuse me um not not on my end not for me um there were talks of it obviously last year but you know with everything so up in the air um as they have been you know given given the pandemic and stuff i've got no plans for panto personally yeah it could change anything could happen couldn't it, it really could. It could, yes. And, so, and Panto is one of those things that, although there's an awful lot of prep that goes into it, uh, I mean, the, the cast normally get yeah, a script probably in October, uh, rehearsals in November, and on stage December into January. So it is a fast turnaround, and uh, it, 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 it's, it's sometimes it's script in the ad libs that can take the time, isn't it? 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, indeed. Yeah. I mean, Panto is one of those fast pace, you know, environments anyway. So um, I think if anyone can, you know, cope with this pandemic and, and the, the complications it's thrown up, it's us performers, you know, especially those who are used to doing Panto and stuff, because it's, it's, it's the climate that we're used to anyway, that mm-hmm. uncertainty, that fast paced nature, that thinking on your feet, problem solving as you go. Well, there'll be many, many more gigs in the not-too-distant future. We know that. You will be working hard. Uh, There's no stopping you, to be fair. So uh, where do we go to find out about all that you're doing? Because you'll be sharing links for all the uh, the bookings for the likes of the Jungle Book Tour, etc. Yes, correct. So Jungle Book um, will be out on the road from July. Um, various venues all around the UK. Uh, and you can find out more information with dates and venues at immersiontheatre.co.uk. And um, for celebrating Hartford Theatre, that is hartfordtheatre.co.uk. And that's Sunday the 30th of May. And your socials? My socials, um, Corey M. Jones, that's Corey with an E, C-O-R-E-Y, M. Jones uh, on Insta. And same thing, Corey, Core, no E, 24. So C-O-R-E-Y, C-O-R, 24 on Twitter. Okay, simple as that. Check it out, see what he's up to, and see what happens to that hair as he uh, continues through the next room. Because it'll, it'll change based on the job he's doing, that's the thing. You, oh. you, you never really get your own look for much of the time, do you? It's been really weird the last 12 months being you. I'm a piece of putty, what can I say? Mould me how you like. <laughs> yeah, make him into a, 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 a Pinocchio or a, a tiger or anything, and you're there, you're ready for it. Corey, Absolutely. always good to catch up with you. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to seeing you out the road in the next few weeks and months. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Jason. David Lazarus is basically a constant music-making machine. He's been out and about performing across Perth, and he's got some brand new stuff out there. And he joins me now to tell me what's going on. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm good. Good to catch up with you. It's been about 12 months since we last had a proper NASA, I think. Um, and uh, you've been doing all sorts of gigs all over the place. Australia is obviously in a, uh, a, one of the better uh, places to be in the world when it comes to the current coronavirus restrictions. You're not suffering from community spread of the disease at the minute, which is brilliant news. And it means that you've probably got a slight free alive than the rest of the world at the moment oh man we are so so lucky so blessed to like uh be in a place where we can essentially sort of be normal and um so lucky here in perth like you say 12 months ago it actually that's crazy I, for a moment it seems like it was a couple months ago but it's mm-hmm. it's a whole it's a year ago now um and we had we had a period where obviously everything was um a bit crazy during that march april may beginning few months but um, Australia sort of got it under control uh, really well, specifically um, our state, WA, and we pretty much closed off our borders to the rest of the country, and we ended up um, pretty much getting getting rid of COVID. We never had it for, there was no cases for, uh, I think it's been, it's about 10 months, there was no cases, and then all of a sudden there was one that happened, and we went into a lockdown for a short period, and then we were out of it pretty quickly. So lucky enough, we've been sort of living in a little bubble uh, where we've been able to, you know, uh, keep doing life normally. Mm-hmm. And now the rest of the country has started opening up and um, it's just, yeah, very, very grateful to be in Australia. That's for I sure. To tell you, following your Facebook timeline has made me very envious of the gigs <laughs> that you've been not only performing, but going to. And I mean, what, what's, what's it been like? Because I mean, the, the appetite for music over there is just as insatiable as ever. And this means you've been putting some new stuff out? Yeah, so I put our new song um, towards the end of last year. Um, mm. And um, I'm now working on some new stuff at the moment. I'm hoping to put out, um, hopefully in the next few months before the end of the year. Um, but 
right now I've been focusing on writing and, and really just playing a lot um, here in Perth. You know, we've been, I haven't been able to really leave Perth up to this point um, because our borders have been shut. So I've been making the most of playing all around Perth um, and um, yeah, sort of enjoying being back home, which I haven't really done for quite some time. So it's, it's actually proved to, proved to me quite a lovely time, which I probably wouldn't have uh, done otherwise or had the reason to in, in the past. So mm. it's been great actually. And it's like obviously you've been able to hang out with the, with the family, which has been vitally important. And uh, yeah, you have a quite a large extended family as well. And uh, is everybody back uh, back home? I know you've got your own place, but uh, is it is everyone around? Yeah, I mean, not not quite. So my my family's a little bit spread out. I do have a nice, a lovely big family. But I've got five sisters, uh, <laughs> so um, they are. Yeah, unfortunately, they are a little bit spread out. So I've got I've got three that live uh, on the east coast of Australia in Melbourne, and then I've got. One that lives in America. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I've got one little sister that, that is still in Perth. Um, so that's been super nice. But yeah, sadly, my sister in, in America, I ha- haven't managed to see her for, um, well, nearly it's coming up to a year and a half now. And I've got a little niece that I haven't uh, even met yet, um, as well as my nephews over there. So that's definitely been the challenging part is not being able to have the whole family here and not being able to see them. But lucky enough that uh, the border's, for the east coast uh, recently lifted so had some family visit recently which is really nice um so more family than i had when i was out in the world touring but um, absolutely yeah well we're looking to have you back on tour it'd be great when swing yeah because you, you've not done the uk yet have you i've actually um you know i went probably about, about 10 years ago i came for a visit um mm-hmm. and uh, i played a couple of small gigs in camden is that right is that, in london yeah mm-hmm yeah, I mean, there was very, um, I, I was just there to really visit my, uh, was there with some friends and went to visit my cousins and then kind of managed to organize a couple of small gigs, but I've never done the UK properly. So definitely when the world opens up, that's, um, it's on the cards for sure. Actually, it'd be brilliant to have you along and uh, certainly get a chance to, to actually hear you play live. I, I know when uh, we did a show from Australia, you actually performed live for me then and uh, you've performed live for us over the internet as well. But uh, if we're going to take a listen to, to some of your music at the minute, I mean, what, what, what is it that, I mean, there's, I'm not going to say pushing, but what is there out there that is the, the, the new stuff and, and what the people need to be getting their hands on? Because your work is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so then the newest song I put out um, is called uh, Over Now. It's Over mm-hmm. Now. Um, and it's a song which um, it, it was the, the, the core of it came from the end of a, um, a beautiful time that I had. Um, and it was the end of a, a relationship and sort of um, realizing that sometimes um, it's when it's time to you don't want to let something go, but you know, it's the right thing to do. And that song kind of um, really, it's, it's quite a vulnerable tune. Um, and it's about sort of accepting the end of, of something beautiful. Um, and you know, when I wrote the song, it was very much about a personal relationship, but um, it became quite, you know, the time that I released it, it was around, it had been during the COVID time. So six months after, um, it all started for me anyway, and, and my my world changed quite a lot, and mm-hmm. sort of had a realization that um, that side that 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 part of my life that I was doing traveling and and touring around and tr- different countries and everything, um, you know, it, it it had a period it was over, and although it's hopefully we'll come back in a few years time, and and I will be able to keep doing that again um, to the extent that I was, 
um, it sort of it became it took on a different meaning for me that song because uh, it actually sort of became about how I was feeling um, about life at the time um, and not only that and I feel like a lot of people maybe could have related to that that you know whatever they might have been involved with um, whether it was relationship whether it was a um, business or whether it was um, whatever thing that they could that how life was affected for them uh, by COVID um, some people had to accept that all right that's a chapter which I have to close and and I have to move on and um, that's really what the song's all about. Your music's often you know can be heard quite clearly coming from the heart and uh, I think that that's again part of the magic of your work uh, having bought albums by you in real record shops and everything whilst I've been there and in uh, it's Fremantle I think it was where I picked up uh, your album yeah. when uh, I was over in Perth fair few years ago now uh you know and introduced me to your music and say loving it uh, ever since we'll take a listen to the single now meanwhile uh give us all the details on the socials where people can be very envious of your current lifestyle so i'm probably most active on instagram so it's, uh, it's at david lazarus music one um and then yeah you can find me on on facebook and on spotify uh just just david lazarus simple as that check it out read read the stuff <laughs> chilled enjoyed his work but david always good to speak to you thank you for joining us oh, we'll take a listen to that track now as i say and uh, we look forward to to more coming from you very soon and you've promised now you're going to do a tour of the uk so we expect that okay wonderful thanks so much man i really appreciate it cheers speak to you soon try for now cheers mate i told myself i'm not broken but it's three in the morning, so clear you're not around. Thought I was your hero, and now I'm less than zero as I lay on this cold ground. Because I just want to feel you one more time, but you've made it clear you're not coming around. So I lay awake hoping you change your mind And come back to me But it's over now I know it's over now I tell myself it's still open But it's been days since we've spoken And it's easier to stay in denial Till I stare on my phone Cause maybe I missed your call But I know it's all in my mind Cause I just wanna feel you one more time But you've made it clear you're not coming around So I lay awake hoping you change your mind You come back to me But it's over now
feel you one more time You've made it clear you're not coming around So I lay awake hoping you change your mind You come back to me But it's over now I know it's over now It's over As they approach the first anniversary of their creation, Communities Against Racism Enterprise will be celebrating with a fantastic day of poetry. The event itself features Ian Henry, who joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. Pleasure to join you once again. Always good to talk to you. Thank you for, again for, for, for popping along. And uh, this event on the 4th of May is going to feature more work from your latest book and sharing it with uh, a group of very like-minded people, all of whom wish to make sure this world is a better place. Absolutely. It's a, Wolver it's a Wolverhampton-based initiative formed up of over 20 professionals from Wolverhampton who care deeply about their city and communities affected by racism. It's a poetry fundraiser. So, raising cash, which is uh, a great thing, for an excellent cause, and it's all about getting the right community message across and uh, basically having a conversation sur surrounding race and uh, reiterating the fact that we are one race, we're one people, and we should all be coming together. Absolutely. They have uh, a motto, one blood, one people, one race. And we're all one race, the human race. Mm -hmm. And we all bleed the same colour. Yeah, absolutely. We are say should be working together and not against each other, particularly in these difficult times. And when this uh, began back in July of last year, uh, we had no idea some of the things that we would continue to see happening around the world. And uh, with uh, all the campaigns that have been sadly so essential, uh, particularly over the last 12 months, to continue us going in the right direction, because no-one's saying things aren't better than they have been, but things are still not right. Absolutely, and poetry is a great way to soothe souls and minds that have been wounded by racism and bringing people together. Mm -hmm. And when it comes down to, to seeing, obviously, those uh, in the community who are part of a majority group are you know, less likely to, to, to feel you know, separated out because of the colour of the skin. And everybody should strive to be part of a world where you know, this makes no difference. We should never judge people based on you know, something as simple as appearance. I agree totally, Jason. Uh, racism is something that's taught to people growing up and anti-racism and to love our neighbour and to love our fellow human beings is something that can also be taught. 
Yeah, and it's a, the, the whole situation it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure it doesn't to you. And uh, the, the fact that a stand needs to be taken against it is uh, uh, so good to see so many people coming together to do it. So what is the fundraising going towards? How will this help? Well, the organisation, it's a voluntary organisation, uh, CARE, Communities Against Racism Enterprise. It's a Wolverhampton initiative. Uh, the founder is Ruth Lynn South from Wolverhampton. And as I say there's over 20 professionals who were volunteering their time looking at things such as uh, policing in the community and human rights and on the night on the 4th of May there's going to be a fundraiser for myself reading poems from a book uh, Poems of Hope published by Catesville Press as well as uh, music by a guy called Morris Malcolm who's a criminal justice lawyer from Wolverhampton, and he has an organisation called Poetry in Motion. There's going to be a music recording artist called Joe Linton, also from Wolverhampton. And on the night, while people are listening in on Zoom, and it's completely free, we'll be doing a community poem as well. And um, people, if they feel inspired by listening to the music and the talks and the workshops, we're just asking them to send in one line of poetry, which we can then knit together to be a tapestry, a unique piece of work, from the Wolverhampton community about communities affected by racism. Two, two prongs, really. One, fundraising. Two, getting a message across. And uh, you know, although many of the people who will be at the event you will preach into the converted, actually the fact this conversation is happening uh, it is part of a, a bigger community-wide initiative. And this, this is where we can start to make a difference. If people hear uh, the, these conversations, realise the views they, they may be holding for, for crazy, crazy reasons are wrong, mm. then hopefully we can start to get a, a better community feel. And Wolverhampton is a vibrant, shared, multicultural community. And uh, so, so many times, 95% of the time, I'm hoping, that it all comes across mm. in the right way. But whatever percentage is, whether it's 5, 10, 20, 50% of the time, somebody feels that they are not being treated appropriately and their race is taken into consideration, which, of course, it never should be, then, uh, you know, those things have to be changed. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I love Wolverhampton and I'm, I can't speak highly enough for Wolverhampton. It's our city. It's just our city in the black country. So give us all the details on the event, how it's all happening, because obviously on the 4th of May, we're still under various lockdown conditions. Yeah, it's takes part on the 4th of May at 7 o'clock. It's Zoom. It's completely free. If people want to be part of the audience or support it anyway, uh, I'll give you the number. It's Ruth Lynn South's number. She's the chair of CARE. It's 0784-322-8004. That number again, 784 322 8004 and if people want to send an email it's info at communities-against-racism.com that email address again info at communities-against-racism.com so a group of people all getting together with a, a fantastic message behind it. We are one people. Let's make sure that we act as such and we don't allow those who, for whatever reason, have got a very misguided situation in their heads to uh, derail uh, a, a great community and something which works so well together across the city. Yes, thank you, Jason. Ian Henry, always good to speak to you. Thank you again for joining us. You too. Take care, mate. Thank you.
as we begin to head back out on the roads and as testing centres open up so people can get their licences once more, there are a few concerns. The most concerned age group are age 16 through 24. Tell us more. I'm joined now by Jodie Kidd, racing driver, car fanatic and all round good egg. Hello. Hello, my lovely. How are you? I'm all right. How is your world? Very good. The sun is shining and, you know, it's just oh, it's just like we're coming to the end of this this really horrible kind of experience is the only way I can really describe it. Yeah, fingers crossed uh, we keep on our roads out of lockdown. But as we get back on the real roads as well, obviously that's got some concerns. And I have to admit, as somebody who's had to go out and drive because of essential working throughout the whole of the pandemic, Mm. uh, I've seen uh, a change in the way some of the drivers are behaving now they're back on the roads. And obviously it, it is something we need to think about and being confident when we do get back behind the wheel. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And um, so I've been working with Co-op Insurance and they did this research, which has been really actually quite surprising that that almost half of all women out there are very, very anxious to get back on the roads. Um, A lot of uh, 64% of 16 uh, to 24 year olds are also incredibly anxious and they're the most anxious about getting back out there. And, and, you know, the, as we said, we're going back to work, roads are opening up, we, we're now, you know, allowed to see our elderly relatives soon, and um, you, you're going to have to get back in that car. And I can kind of get it. We've spent a whole year in, you know, st- a lot of us um, staring at the same four walls and, and the anxiety of getting back out there is is very Mm nerve-wracking and um I suppose that's where you know that I just want to reiterate to basically to to people that are nervous that you know maybe doing some really excuse me for a minute Mm -hmm. got a frog in my throat (laughs) (laughs) I got it I got it um that maybe doing if you've got a big journey next week or something that you have to do then get in your car Um, maybe do a little shorter route that's more familiar to you Um, just build on that confidence um, I think is a really important thing then another massively important thing is is cars are not meant to sit on driveways or in the road for months on end and not be used so make sure um, you look after it and you the, the car needs probably some maintenance it needs some oil checks it needs some windscreen wiper fluid it needs all of these tires checked because you don't want to get out onto the road then have a problem and you know then that just fuels to the anxiety so just make sure you're really really prepared mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just I suppose really important just to build those those confidence levels back up um, and just do it in small small steps rather than waiting for the big day where it's like ah! um, just just get out and do a little practice runs yeah because I mean this on top of that you've got things like having maybe baby on board and and that yeah. adds to the level of stress and concern that you might have and, and baby might never have been in the car before Exactly. I mean, there's a lot of women. I'm sure we're probably going to have a lot more babies in cars um, in the next six months or year. Um, so, yes, this is this is it is a very nervous time. I remember when I had um, Indy in the car for the first time. And it is you're like you've, you, you've got this little precious thing. And, you know, and, and a lot of drivers. This is also another thing that I want to put across is you know, that it's it's time for more confident drivers to be more conscious. 
and to be kinder on the roads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, you've got to start thinking of other people that have, we've all gone through this horrendous experience, but, you know, that's, that's, that's taken a lot of confidence away it's you know given a given given us a good bashing our our anxiety levels are going to be high so it's a real it's a very important time to be really conscious Mm -hmm. um and and to be able to be looking after people on the road rather than constantly it's just you to get to a and b and you're late and just don't just really really pay attention to other people and be kind it's a time to be kind and look after everyone Absolutely, because if somebody isn't feeling confident themselves, they may try and build it back up, but that's still there and they have to make an essential journey. They have to make that essential journey and they don't need somebody driving up the bumper because they're doing the speed limit and somebody else feels they should be going quicker and they certainly don't need to have any of those anxieties made worse by other drivers around them not behaving properly. Yeah, yeah. Make, make allowances for the people. We all make yeah. mistakes in our cars. Even the most perfect of driver will be end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. I decided to do a three-point turn the other week, and I, 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 I misjudged the speed of the bus was coming down the road in the other direction. So, But he yeah. was nice and polite, and I apologised yes. as we went along. But it's yeah. all about having that, yeah, put a smile on your face, be apologetic, and make sure that the, everyone else treats each other nicely. Exactly. No beeping if someone's doing a three point turn or putting them under pressure. And, you know, it is it's so, so important. And there's another thing that I think is really important, especially for the younger drivers, is that um, so co-op insurance have got this this thing called a T plate. Mm -hmm. So if you see a driver with a T plate, please be very conscious that this driver is um, is got a black box in their car so they are basically everything is being monitored so they're going to be abiding by every single rule and that basically will help them with their insurance because they're a younger driver but if you see a t you know or a learner with an l plate be kind give them space don't be up their ass don't do stupid overtaking uh, maneuvers you know it really is a time to check those aggressions um and and you know basically just just put them aside for now and let people just get back into the swing of things because it's been a very very tough year absolutely and the uh, the report that's come through from carp it, it shows all sorts of areas on this and it's good food for thought it, it might not be you that's got the problem but certainly take into account others and, and read this report to find out more about it yeah absolutely please please do because it's 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 a, it's worrying that so many people do feel really anxious because when you get your confidence back. Getting in a car gives you so much freedom. And that's something that we have not had for a long time. And being able to stick the tunes on, sing your favorite song as loud and as terribly like what I do as you possibly can. Um, and, you know, get the hair, the wind in your hair and the windows down, you know, and and it's a wonderful thing. And it's it's a it's so it's so brilliant and it just makes you feel so much better so i really hope that people can get back to those those moments as soon as possible as soon as possibly can yeah a little step back towards normality which would be fantastic the uh, report is covid and the car we can find that on the car website yes on the on the uh, the co-op insurance website What's the full details for that one? So you can go on um, and have a look at all of this survey. It's really, really interesting. It's food for thought. So if you go on to co-op, so that's co-opinsurance.co.uk, you'll be able to see it all. Find all the information there. But Jodie Kidd, racing driver, car fanatic, and uh, it's a sensible driver, I know. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
As we speak, it is Sunday morning and Sky Stewart is out on her weekly walk as part of the Mental Health Awareness Campaign. But we're also going to chat about Black Country Fusion too. Angie Ewan's been out from East Park. Hello. Good morning, Jason. You okay? I'm good. I trust we find you well. Yeah, I'm really good. It's a lovely morning, isn't it? It is fantastic. And that you're there enjoying a park bench and not doing the walk at the moment. So you've been a little bit relaxed, which is good. So first of all, tell us about the event you're on at the minute, because I know you've been involved with this for some time. Yeah, so um, Get Fit for Mental Wellness is um, a national charity who um, basically every Sunday morning they do walks for men positive mental wellness. Um, so our Wolverhampton one just recently launched um, and, and there's, um, there's walks up and down the country. And what it's about is about getting people out and, and just giving them the opportunity to talk to people and be around like-minded people, make new friends, and just, you know, it, it's, it's a hard time at the moment, um, but we need to turn that into a positive and, and try and help as many people as we can. Absolutely. And as I say, the outdoor nature of the walk has allowed it to take place at various times during lockdowns throughout the pandemic. And uh, therefore, it's been you know, vitally important to the mental well-being of, of everyone involved, uh, whether you think you need it or not. Actually, just being part of it, whether you help yourself or help somebody else can make a huge difference. But it will make a difference to you, whatever happens. So uh, so that is all good news. Where can we go for more information on that one and to join the walk in East Park each week? So um, it's Wolverhampton Get Fit for Mental Wellness, or you can join the fit for mental wellness community um, and that's on facebook it's on instagram um, and just go over to there there's lots of support over there and lots of different ways how you can get involved with the charity even if you're not from Wolverhampton or surrounding areas mm -hmm. so plenty to check out there but meanwhile black country fusion has got various uh, new events courses groups all joining up so uh, explain a bit more about what's happening over that way yeah so um Today is the last day of our um, of our season for our development team, who have had an amazing season and just started with the club. So they're playing their last fixture today. Um, we've got a few more weeks left for the Sunday mornings, and then we start Saturdays as well um, in the new season. So that's a very exciting time, and um, you know we've got new managers coming on board with us for our Saturday team to um, to start the non-league ladder really um, and try and get back country fusion out there in Saturday football and hopefully climb up climb up the ladder. So you're hoping for the FA Cup fairly soon? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, a couple of years. <laughs> uh, that's the plan. We'll look forward to seeing the name on the trophy. But uh, there's, there's an awful lot going on. So what, what are the newest things that you've had of late? So we've, we've just um, launched Fusion Coaching and Education, which is a coaching company as well, which is it's kind of a sister company to Black Country Fusion where we're offering coaching. Um, you know, sometimes at, um, at football clubs you can't get that one-to-one -one training um, and if you want to enhance your game it, just because of the, the sheer numbers and, and stuff like that it's quite hard to get that in-depth training at, um, at clubs and that's no fault of the clubs that's just the way the system is so what we do is we break it down into smaller groups and give people that, that chance to have a little bit more of one-to-one -one training. So uh, an opportunity for people to, to get involved in, or oh, it's already a well-established organisation with uh, a new wing, which is going to uh, you know, share uh, the love and the skills that are needed to, to bring the best in coaching. And again, this is all part of the, the bigger picture of Black Country Fusion, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think we, you know, we, we, we've always wanted to be part of the community and really push our community participation and give everyone the chance to play football. So, you know, we've got park football coming up, um, for over 50 women, um, over 50s women, not 50 women at the same time, but over 50s women, over 60s men. Um, we're also going to be doing some projects around mums playing football straight after the school run while you're, while you're um, right next to the park. We're going to put that session on. 
so there's no excuse um, why you can't come and join us straight after the score run, come and join us for a bit of football um, and, and to keep fit, really. And that's all in East Park. So um, we're really looking to build the East Park area, um, may that be through football or other vital stuff that we need in the area. Yeah, a bit of a competitive kick about never hurt anybody, didn't it? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all of this can be found on your website and social media. So where do we go for more information? So you just go on Facebook, we're at, we're at Fusion Coaching and Education. On Twitter, it's Fusion Training 5. Or you can just go out to www.fusioncoachingandeducation. That's all one word, dot com. Okay, simple as that. And uh, check out what is actually happening. Meanwhile, for now, I'll let you go back to your walk in the park and have a, have a great time uh, doing that and uh, keep up with the good work and everything you do. Thank you, Jason. See you soon. Wolverhampton has a number of community champions, including Beverly Knight and Susie Perry, when it comes to making sure we get the best rollout of vaccinations and testing for coronavirus and COVID-19. One of our community champions is Paul Ryder from LGBT Plus Sparkle, who joins me now to tell me more about his role. Hello, sir. Hello, Jason. How are you? I'm good. I trust we find you well. I'm not too bad, thank you. It's always a pleasure to see you. Yeah, and it's, it's always good to have a natter. And uh, normally we're talking uh, about one of your groups and, and, and a guest, but this week we're talking all about you. Yeah. So what's it like being a community champion then? Because uh, this isn't something that you'd planned when you were setting up LGBT plus Sparkle. No, um, it just gradually um, fitted into place. And because um, a lot of people don't want the vaccine for various reasons. And I always, I can only go off my own experiences since I had the vaccination that I had no side effects. I just had an anti arm. I was perfectly fine. And so I'm just encouraging others to have the vaccine. Obviously, to protect the NHS um, and to protect their loved ones. As I well put it as, as, some people say you can get COVID even though you have the vaccine. Yes, you still can, but you're not on, as I well put it, you're not on an oxygen. So I've seen a massive reduction in, uh, in hospital admissions based on uh, people who've been vaccinated. And, and the vaccine itself, obviously, you've been protected against coronavirus. It is uh, a vaccine, though, which stops COVID-19, which is the dangerous part of having coronavirus, because uh, one's a condition that's created by the, uh, the actual virus itself. Um, and it's, it's all down to our body's immune reaction to this. Now, everybody will be different the way in which they react to it. And it is always concerning that there's some of the reasons people give for not actually joining part of the, the vaccine programme. Uh, I've been looking through Facebook, as I do very often in the morning, to check through uh, what's going on in the world. And uh, one of my friends, so do you remember Doctor and the Medics? I did Spirit in the Sky a few years ago. Oh, yes, I do, yeah. Yeah, so it's a memory for you. You're not quite old enough to have been around when it actually happened. But... Uh, I mean, Doc from Doctor and the Medics, he's not a real Dr Clive Jackson, uh, he, he just mentioned on their, on his timeline how, how important it is to have the vaccination. And there were people on there saying really weird reasons why they didn't want it. And uh, I still see lots of things on, on Facebook, people not even believing this, this virus is real. And I'm sure India would like this you know, whole situation to not be real and to go, uh, to go away. But sadly, what we're seeing around the world, what we have seen in the UK, 
it, it just, just shows you that this is a true situation that we need to do something about. And the best thing we have in our armoury now is this vaccine, which has been thoroughly tested, has been taken by half the population in the UK, uh, with uh, more than 12 million, nearly 13 million people having had a second dose. And the, the, the risks are incredibly low, particularly compared to what would happen if you got coronavirus and had full COVID-19. We're working with um, Wolverhampton Equality Diversity Partnership and um, Ethnic Minority Council um, as part of um, Private Community Champions. Mm-hmm. Um, but like one of the things that I was talking well, I'm quite a talkative person, as you can tell. Um, I spoke to a member of the community and they were saying, well, I don't want the vaccine because, well, that it hasn't been long, that long to get a vaccine for COVID, but it's from years and years to get a, a, a cancer treatment, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, this is a pandemic. It's affecting everybody. It's totally different. And it's it, because people are just using lame excuses not to have it. It doesn't make any sense, does it? I mean, I, I know that you've, you've been out there, you've been vaccinated, you're in your early 30s, and uh, based on uh, your uh, asthma, you've been... Uh, uh, prioritised to get the vaccination and are grateful for it. It puts you at a lower risk. And uh, it, it, what would you say to somebody who, who was considering not having it? You know, what, what re- can you think of any reason why they wouldn't? Obviously, I'm not medically trained, so I wouldn't be able to tell them. It's like they're saying to me, example, like, oh, I don't want this um, vaccination because I'm on a certain medication. Then I'd say to them, well, I can't really answer that. But I'd recommend if you've got any concerns to go to your GP or your pharmacist if you've got any concerns about you're unsure about having the vaccine because you're on a certain medication. I'm not medically trained to answer that question. So I'd recommend them speak to a medical professional. Absolutely. And that, I mean, that's what the community champions are about. It's people who are you know, normal people across the city and uh, you know, able to, to say, look, I've, I've done this. That, yeah, no or little side effects and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's having the confidence that you now know you are less likely to spread the disease should you get it and not know you've got it. You could have, um, you could have COVID and be is it asymptomatic. It is asymptomatic, yes, so yeah. you, you don't have any symptoms, there are no clues, yet you could still be passing it on. And this is where the importance of testing comes in and like with all vaccines, all it is doing, it's training your body to react to it if you do get it. So it means you will have fewer problems with it. If you get vaccinated against the flu, which millions of people do every year, all that happens is your body knows how to deal with that particular virus when it arrives. It doesn't stop you getting it, you still get it, but it doesn't do as much damage to your system and it keeps the number of deaths from flu down. And it gives you your best chance of getting through this. And it's like, this is all part of uh, uh, the, the, the programme that's ongoing here, isn't it? Yeah, um, and we've got um, a group meet-up on um, Thursday from a doctor talking about the um, COVID-19 and about certain medication in the LGBT community. So you're actually finding out from Dr Carmen Ahmed all about how the different medications interact, and this is particularly prevalent when you're talking about the likes of HIV medication. Yeah, and also um, puberty blockers um, in the trans community. That a small percentage have said that they don't want the vaccine. Uh, they're scared it's going to affect their medication, so that's why we've got a doctor there around these subjects. And he can tell them what really would happen yeah. rather than just getting hearsay off the internet yeah. and beyond. Well, right. LGBT for Sparkle meet up every Thursday. Search for the group on Facebook. What's the email address if you do want to get in touch? LGBTQ Sparkle 
at gmail.com. And you'll be there each Thursday, 2 till 3.30 is your weekly group meetup. Various speakers. We'll be hearing more about the next one very soon. But this week, say, Dr. Carmen Ahmed joining you to chat about the coronavirus vaccine and also to talk generally about health concerns within the LGBT plus community. Paul Ryder, always good to speak to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. That's your lot for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 619 next week. I'll see you then. Good afternoon. Goodbye from the mill bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the mill bar. Yeah.